Hello, Roy here. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to The Roy Green Show ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. The Ladies' Secret Society, History of the Courageous Women of Iran. It's a brand new book. It's actually not out yet. It'll be out in a few days. The Ladies' Secret Society was formed in the early 20th century in Iran, as I understand, and details uh, advances made by women in, uh, in the country. Quote, fought like lionesses for every scrap of freedom they gained, only to see all their hard-won rights destroyed with the coming of the Khomeini Islamic Revolution, end quote. That's uh, from our guest, Manda Zand Irvin. She writes, among other things, that she witnessed during the Islamic Revolution the execution of many innocent people, including her high school principal, who was executed simply because she was a woman and secretary of education. Manda Zand Irvin is the founder and president of the Alliance of Iranian Women. She was born in Iran and uh, was the managing director of the Department of Statistics and International Affairs at the Customs Administration in Iran prior to the 1979 Islamic Revolution. Her father urged her to leave Iran for her own safety, which she did, went to the United States, uh, where she is an advisor to uh, various members of Congress. And in February of 2008, Ms. Irvin was appointed as the United States Delegate to the United Nations Commission on the Status of Women. Ms. Irvin, good to talk to you. Thank you for coming on the show. Thank you for having me. Now, uh, we're living in very difficult times, and uh, when you're looking at Iran today, you're looking at your homeland where you were born and educated and raised, and uh, it's in a state of turmoil. Uh, even even now, yesterday, there were protests in the streets of Iran over the shooting down of the Ukraine International Airlines flight with 57 Canadians on board. I want to ask you about that in, in just a moment, but let me ask you about the title of the book. I'm always interested in the titles of books, The Ladies' Secret Society, History of the Courageous Women of Iran. Why the title? Well, um, Iran has been uh, a country based on the culture of women gods in, uh, let's say, uh, 8,000 years ago, Neolithian, that uh, that uh, uh, the first human farmers and the first civilization of human race began in the Zagros Mountains, where I come from, in western Iran. And during those times, the women were the gods, were the, the uh, rulers. And so, and our history throughout the last 8,000 years has grown into a uh, um, everybody attacking and taking over Iran at all different directions, uh, especially like the Arabs attacked Iran and forced Islam, and then after that the Turks did attack Iran, and then the Mongols, Chinggis Khan attacked and took over, and then the other Turks and the other Tatars and the other Mongols Iran has been in under uh, siege, and the and the consistent factor the, the consistent factor, as I understand it, for thousands of years in Iranian society or Persian society was respect for women, and uh, and yeah. and women women had an extremely important role to play in in society, and here you were just before the uh, the revolution in 1979. And you were in a in a in a in a important position. You were 
the uh, uh, managing director of the Department of Statistics and International Affairs at the Customs Administration in Iran. So everything changed in 1979. What happened? Yeah. What 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 happened to women in positions like yours after the revolution? Yes. Well, at that time we had three women senators, 28 members of the parliament, and two members of the cabinet were women. Mm-hmm. I had uh, I was educated in United States economist and went back home to uh, work and you know help my country. But unfortunately, uh, politics, international politics, happened to us. Some for some reason. Uh, President Carter and his administration decided that they want to have an Islamic regime in the most progressive, modern uh, country in the Middle East and destroy that progress. So they did. Uh, and I'm not saying this because I'm, this is what I say. No. They, uh, uh, these are all uh, put out, declassified records of the CIA of that time that tells in my book I have put in the pictures of the of the letters that Khamenei uh, Khomeini had sent to the President Carter and the negotiations that had gone on between America and then the, the Western Europeans and Khomeini. Uh, he landed in France, if you remember. If, I do remember uh, that. Yes. Yeah. So uh, that happened to Iran. And all of a sudden, overnight, the country went from 20th century at that time to 7th century, not in Iran, but in Saudi, in Arabian uh, Peninsula. So what happened, what happened to us? What, what happened to you personally? I mean, your father, as I understand, your father uh, suggested very strongly that you leave that you leave the country for your own safety, correct? Yes, yes, because uh, they, uh, we, he knew what will happen if I don't, well, I, there were three sisters, we are three sisters. My youngest sister was a well-known opera singer, and even in Europe she was famous, and, uh, and my other sister was, uh, was a businesswoman. I worked for the government, and even my boss, called me, couldn't directly tell me, but she, he said, well, um, maybe you need to take a vacation. You haven't had vacation for a few years. Take a vacation and go to Europe and take your daughter. This is what my boss said. And my, when I told my father, my father said, you see, he's saying what I am saying. You need to run. And you did. Yes, and if, I did. If you hadn't Run. I mean, you write about your high school or former high school principal. I cannot tell that story, but I'll ask you to. Well, uh, my former uh, high school um, uh, principal mm-hmm. uh, had, you know, had, had become, you know, uh, during the years, uh, he had, she had become very successful, and she was a very good. Uh, principal, high school principal, and uh, and then in 1977, um, he be- she became the prime minister, um, uh, selected her, 
to become Secretary of Education. She had a very good background in education, although by education she was a doctor. So, and her mother was one of the ladies of secret society who had fought against the clergy. So, uh, when she was, the reason they arrested her, they, they gave, and they executed her, the reason they said is because he promote, she promoted prostitution in the schools by allowing the girls to wear shorts when they were playing, you know, football or basketball or any, any kind of sports. That was an accusation. Well, show me one high school or school that kids, all of kids don't wear shorts. Yeah. So she was accused of promoting prostitution, and then they told her that she had to get on, hands, on her hands and knees and ask for forgiveness and accept that she had committed a crime against Allah, and she refused to do so. And she was, so exe- she was uh, executed. So what happened, it was horrific, what happened to the professional and educated women of Iran who stayed in the country following the revolution? What happened to them? Well, first of all, they all lost their jobs. They all became, you know, stayed home. Mm-hmm. Forced hijab was pushed on them. They had hijab police on the streets. They used, they put uh, razors in uh, hidden, hidden in handkerchief that any woman had the slightest lipstick on, they would they, they, they pretended that they are trying to uh, take off the lipstick, but they would cut the lips. Who was doing this? Uh, they had hired people. The government? The, yes, yes, the regime. They hired people, and these women who were the hijab, uh, hijab police were the former prostitutes. Well, I mean, we're hearing all sorts of stories. We, yes. There's stories about uh, women who uh, choose not to wear a hijab. Uh, you write about this in a, in a piece yes. uh, from your organization. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, help me out here. Just trying to find... We have been put in prison. We have so many lawyers, yeah. scientists, uh, professors, women in prison in Iran that is unbelievable. So three, three women, and I'm just looking at, um, at a story that was published in, in one of your um, publications, and three women in Iran, and I've heard this before, the story was out before, uh, were sent to prison because they refused to wear a hijab, and, uh, and, and, a, and a woman who attended a, a soccer game, a soccer match, yeah. uh, where men were playing was also in very serious trouble. Hold on, please. We're going to come back and we'll talk some more with uh, with you about about uh, the book and about your experiences uh, as an Iranian, and she's now living in the United States. And uh, Amanda Zand Irvin, and her book is "The Lady Secret Society: History of the Courageous Women of Iran." My guest is Amanda Zand Irvin. She is the founder and president of the Alliance of Iranian Women. 
She was, in 2008, appointed as the United States Delegate to the United Nations Commission on the Status of Women. She was born and raised in uh, Iran, educated in the United States. And prior to the revolution in 1979, she had an important position in the government, was managing director of the Department of Statistics and International Affairs at the Customs Administration in Iran. And Ms. Irvin is telling us about what has happened since 1979, and some of the news is quite disturbing, very shocking. There, uh, I, there's things I, want, I need to ask you in the short time we have left, and your book is going to be The Ladies' Secret Society, History of the Courageous Women of Iran, is going to be available in a matter of days, and it'll be at Amazon.com and uh, wherever books are sold. Now, in your, uh, in your newsletter from uh, the Alliance of Iranian Women, you write about the th- three women who chose not to wear a hijab recently, 55 years and six months in prison total. I mean, this is mind-boggling. And a female football fan, uh, a woman who attended uh, a football match between men, was also sentenced to prison. That really happened. Well, you know, under the uh, Islamic Sharia law, women were... uh, uh, Women were... uh, were uh, have been had been forced not to attend uh, any football game, any game at the stadiums, any stadium in Iran. While Iran soccer teams played with the other soccer teams in the country, in from from the other countries in Tehran, the women from other countries like Japan, China, France, or whatever. In Iran, they were attending the game, but Iranian women were not allowed to put a foot in, in the stadium. So some women, including one of my own cousins, as young women, they put fake mustache on and cut their hair short and put one a, a cap, pulled it down and wore, you know, clothes like young men and went went to watch the games they love it they have they are fans of their uh, of their team but um this young woman he she was discovered somebody it's one of the hijab polices uh discovered found out that that was a woman not a young man so they arrested her and they uh, they beat her up they took her to prison and uh, and few weeks later, they dragged her into the uh, clergy uh, justice court. And when she entered, God knows what they did to her in in prison. And uh, and when she arrived at the at the court with the clergy as the judge, she set herself herself on fire. And she killed herself. Oh my God. Yes. Let, let me ask you. Uh, let me ask Miss Miss Irvin. I just have to stop you because sure. I only have two minutes left with you. I want to bring you to what's happening in Iran now. Even today, there are protests on the streets. Yesterday, there were protests yeah. on the streets of cities. Once the story about the airliner became known by Iranians yeah. in November and December, there were protests against the regime, and yeah. uh, and and unarmed protesters were fired on and killed by uh, yeah. by security forces. What is going on right now inside Iran? What do you think? What do you what What's going on? Well, the people of Iran have been uprising all the time, but nobody in the world really pays attention to them. 
Um, and unfortunately, this, this Khomeini, when he took over Iran, he said, I don't care about Iran. He said that to an American reporter, but the translator did not tell the American reporter. But anyway, when he came to Iran, he said, look, I don't care about you guys, about this country, Iran. Iran, to, to us, our, our uh, ideology is a foundation on a bank account. Okay, so no, I just, I just, I just, I just, I, Ms. I only have a minute. Do you believe that at this time, with the protests that are taking place in the streets, even today and yesterday, and very definitely in November and December, where unarmed protesters were shot and killed, is there an, a real uprising taking place in Iran now? Yes, there is. If they get, and they can succeed, if uh, Western European countries if they get help of supporting the regime if they get help if if the protesters Absolutely. get us get help Absolutely. then 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 they will move forward i thank you for joining us um I'll, thank you for having me i'll have you i'll have you back thank you very much manda zand uh, irvin on the program and her book is uh, the ladies secret society history of the courageous women of iran uh, some of the stories that i've been reading are just deeply disturbing. And people are in the streets. And yesterday, the Iranian security forces arrested the British envoy to Tehran because he was in an area where protesters were. This is getting really internally difficult. If you want to hear more, subscribe to The Roy Green Show on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, or wherever you find your favorites. And if you like what you hear, leave us a review and tell a friend. I'm Roy Green. Have a great weekend. 